Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm Ann Baldwin. It's great to be back with you here in the new year. And, you know, they said it was going to be better, but uh, as of now, I'm not so sure about that. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. And uh, also... Glad to have my cohort here virtually. It's so sad that I can't see your beautiful smiling face, but Lisa DeMattis Lapore, who's president and CEO of The Connection, is also on the show again today. Lisa, good morning. Good morning, Anne. How are you? It's great to hear your voice. It's good to hear yours. I would love to yours. see your beautiful face also, <laughs> but what can we do? Well, you know, my frown lines are getting deeper and deeper by the minute, Lisa. Um, I, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, as you and I were talking before the show started, my my attitude and what I'm telling myself right now is just to keep my head down. Um, it's like the serenity prayer, you know, focus on the things that you can change and don't worry about the things that you can't. Uh, I think that's that's probably the best advice that I can give anybody at this point, because um, we all just kind of have to look out for each other and, you know, kind of keep this show positive and talk about positive things, which is what we're going to do today. And you know this guy a lot better than I do. So I'm going to let you do the introductions, Lisa. Oh, thank you. I'm really excited to introduce to all of you a very special uh, guy that works at The Connection, Todd Hawk. He is the director of our IT uh, department at The Connection, and he has been working to connect our staff and clients to each other and the world for nearly a decade. Um, Welcome, Todd. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. Todd is probably one of the most passionate human beings I've ever met. Um, He's passionate about so many things in life, but obviously uh, so much about human services and technology. He's so bright, and he's just brilliant. And Oh, uh, you're such a blessing, Todd. Todd works to make technology easier, more accessible, and more impactful for our staff and the communities that we serve. And, Todd, you play such a huge role um, at The Connection, sort of like, you know, like the man behind the curtain um, (laughs) who makes everything work and everything easier. And without Todd and his team, we would not have been able to move so quickly in a virtual virtual, um, world off-site, all of our staff. um, You know, Todd, you made that happen in, I don't know, it was like a few days when COVID hit. And you were able to allow our staff to, you know, work remotely, which was no easy t- 
task for, you know, we have 400 staff. Um, but I wanted you to, you know, be on the show today to talk about how important, you know, technology is today. So, Todd, it's great to have you here. And I think behind um, so many corporations and especially non-for-profits, you know, there's that person who's in information technology. And talk about what Lisa just referred to, how you really had to pivot from, you know, face-to-face and in so many different circumstances to technology. Um, What was the challenge for that for you and for the connection as an organization? No, I think it was was a challenge for all of us, especially – having kind of a, a short notice. I mean, thinking back to, you know, when when the news started spreading and, and we started considering what does this look like to actually lock down, um, what, one of the major challenges was every piece of technology we had pretty much existed in an office. You know, as Lisa said, we had, you know, about 400 staff. Uh, suddenly, we had to figure out how do you equip people in a few weeks um, to work remotely? How do you suddenly take all of those workloads that you have? You have phones that ring to an office. You have desktops sitting on a desk, and suddenly you need hundreds of laptops that you didn't have before. How do you actually you know, find the time, find the resources, find the money to equip staff, and then tell them how to use it all? Um, it, it was quite the experience. Well, and it's just like school kids, right? The same challenge there with the remote learning, the technology, you know, kids probably understand that more than most adults do. I think it's fair to say that. But, you know, you need the right tools. So, um, you know, and then there's a lot of factors that go into this. It's not only the connectivity, but it's giving folks the knowledge and then having the capital um, to provide that for all of your employees. So, um how was it dealing with those challenges, Lisa, as a president and CEO? You had, had a lot of factors to consider there. Well, we had a lot of factors to consider because you have to remember, you know, there's so many different programs that we run and so many staff that rely on technology to input information, to communicate to each other. I mean, that's how we – I mean, can you imagine? I don't, I don't know how folks ever communicated, um, you know, a long time ago without, you know, being able to have a cell phone or, you know, a desktop or texting or any way to get to people. So that's how we communicate, and there's always so many things happening all at once. So I was, I mean, I hate to say this, but I was really, I was confident I shouldn't be because I trust in, I trust in Todd um, and the department. And, you know, Todd, you made it seem super easy, but I know that, you know, it really wasn't. But um, the other thing, too, is, you know, I'm really grateful to have someone like Todd at the helm because um, we were preparing systems, you know, years ago. You know, Todd came to me and said, look, we, have, we need this, this, and this. You know, we're behind the eight ball. We have to make these changes. And it's, it, there's a constant evolution of change, which, you know, Todd follows that, and I don't, you know, it's like he speaks Greek to me, although he, he does, you know, speak to me so that I can understand it. But we also have been able to, you know, try to keep up with the changing world of technology to assist us, because you have to remember we're also inputting, you know, there's privacy information about the clients that we serve, and there's confidential email going back and forth, and, you know, you don't want people to, you know, someone to tap into our systems, which is always a constant concern. Um, But Todd was, you know, Todd is like, I got this, we're going to make it happen, 
And, you know, and the way that he did it was, I mean, it was really fast. And we're so grateful. But, you know, Todd thought of every single thing that, you know, we needed to worry about and be concerned about um, for security reasons and, you know, to get the staff set up. Um, but I, I knew that, you know, we had been preparing, not necessarily for this, but you always have to think about what if, you know, what about this emergency or what if this system goes down or how does that, you know, sort of happen? And, you know, Todd's always, Todd's always sort of like chasing this eight ball. Right. And, you know, um, Lisa, you bring up a point, too, because I do a lot of crisis communication and I've worked with different institutions about that. If, if communication goes down, what is our backup? And it sounds like, Todd, that's what you really had to focus on at, at this point. Um, how, how tough was it? I'm, I'm interested from the outside looking in, Todd, to know how open um, were the employees to learning and to communicating virtually? Was that a, big of a, a bit of a struggle or was that a pretty easy thing to accomplish? I think you'll, you'll always find a spectrum with technology. Um, you know, everybody has their own comfort level with it, and everybody has their own comfort level with how much can change and how quickly can we change. But for the most part, I think everybody understood this was an emergency. This was a, a significant event where we all had to try to figure out how we were going to continue functioning and really how we were going to continue to serve our clients. And honestly, I have to say, our, our staff were incredible. Um, they were, for the most part, incredibly patient. Um, the leadership team was very close-knit. They had a lot of daily planning meetings. They were very communicative with everybody. So I think everybody kind of felt like we're going through the same emergency. We're all on the same boat. Uh, and honestly, I, I, I don't think it was a challenge to get everybody to start working from home. Were there problems? Absolutely. Um, our, our ticket system, which is how everybody reports the problems they have, was swamped for a few weeks afterwards because suddenly everybody's trying to figure out, how do I do this? Um, but honestly, when it came to people being patient, people listening and communicating what they need, uh, it was incredible. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, Todd was, um, as always, sort of, I, I really feel like, Todd's always ahead of the eight ball in the sense of, you know, Todd was forecasting, okay, so what happens on there, you know, I thought this was really significant because, you know, for security reasons, you know, after so many days, you, you know, you need to change your password, right? So can you imagine the nightmare of that reminder coming up? And then you have all these people, you know, um, stretched out all over the state and sort of how is that going to work. And Todd knew that that was going to occur, right? But he, So that's another issue of all these little details that you may not think of that could, again, you know, stop systems from running and stop us from serving our clients better and also, you know, making sure that we're communicating with our staff. Um, and so... The fact that, you know, Todd thought about that's one tiny little detail of a million that I don't even know about because, you know, Todd spared me um, of the things that they had to, you know, really, you know, they had to deploy because we wanted our staff to be safe. safe and, you know, there was a time there when we didn't want people coming, for example, to the corporate office. Everyone needed to be able to function outside, uh, you know, at home to get work done, to process checks, to, you know, process 
you know, paperwork and, you know, incoming mail and incoming documents. And there's a million things, communication with funders, communicate, you know, everything that we do is really about, you know, communication. Mm -hmm. Um, Imagine what we, imagine if we didn't have technology during this type of a crisis. I can't imagine how we could function. And I don't think anybody could. You know, if, if only we had known, we would have all bought um, a lot of stock in Zoom, right? Because, you know, it's not only nonprofits, but it's everybody. People do, who did their, their Christmas shopping. Uh, now funerals are happening. Uh, you know, the movie industry, Netflix, Amazon. I mean, you think about that, Todd. And, and this is what you've studied, and this is what you do for a living. Did you ever think you would see a day like we're in right now? That's question number one. And do you think it's here to stay? Do you think that services remotely and communication remotely is something that's really going to change our culture? I think it will to an extent. Um, But I also think that when this crisis starts to pass, I think a lot of people will be so happy to do some of the, you know, go, go to a movie theater, go window shopping, go walk through, you know, a major downtown part of the city. Um, There's a lot of value and meaning to that. And I don't think we're going to lose that. But what I do think we've seen is a rapid, rapid, rapid shift towards using a massive amount of technology in an incredibly short period of time. Um, for, for businesses and for you know, the average person, we've suddenly started doing things like video conferencing that might have been something we expected to do at some point in the future, but because of this event have suddenly all jumped into the same boat at the same time. You know, I think technology, for example, if you think about, you know, holidays where people were advised not to be meeting in groups of a certain number and staying in your own bubble, you know, with the use of technology, uh, people were able to, you know, have dinner with, you know, I'm in my house, you're in your house, but we're going to connect and see each other and, you know, you know, sort of make believe but we're still together we're we're seeing each other on the screen it's not that human contact but we're able to you know sit down together for you know a holiday while not the same it's much better than not being able to see someone at all so staying connected you know being able to see your family members especially you know my mother uh for example you know um is in assisted living so you know i'm able to you know have calls with her and see her and talk to her and you know be able to see her face and while it, you know i can't hug her and it's not it isn't that i'm able to you know experience her and see her face and it's so much different you know i can't imagine what you do if you you know if you can't if you can't do that but i don't i i think that one thing that we've learned is we certainly have saved a lot of time um, it's time management when you're able to, you know, have a Zoom meeting and see people. Will that replace, you know, I think some, I think some businesses may just go, may go that way totally. I know some people, not nonprofit, but other businesses that are talking about, you know, not going back to the office, not paying that bill at the office, and everyone's going to work remotely. That's not something with, that we're going to do with the connection, but I do think that we will have meetings where we're not having 80 people driving from throughout the state for, for a meeting as frequently, and that we'll, you know, do a Zoom call instead. Um, just to save, you know, time on, you know, gas and, you know, people's day and, you know, hours back and forth on the road. But again, thanks to, you know, technology, we're able to do do a lot of things that, you know, in the past we, went, we weren't able to do. What do you think, Todd, was one of the most challenging um, 
challenging things that um, technology-wise at our organization that you've um, had to deal with? Was it the, the deployment of, you know, equipment to staff, or um, what else do you think was a challenge that you were able to, you know, work through with your team? Honestly, the, the greatest challenge by far was one that I didn't see coming. And it was when we started to try to implement telehealth to actually work with our clients remotely, I learned pretty quickly that the clients we're serving don't have access. They don't have an iPhone. They don't have an iPad. They may have a smartphone, but their smartphone is prepaid and they don't have a data plan. And it's very, very old, so they can't install all the apps they need. So we actually had to work out a grid of different applications and services based on what technology somebody might be using and give guidance to our staff. And some of our staff were using two, three, four different platforms that we had to vet and make sure they were secure enough. But they would have to basically work with the client, do their own kind of tech support. And these are not all technical people. You know, they're they're case managers. They're people that are used to using a very specific skill set with their clients that are now having to almost be quasi-IT people. That's interesting. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Todd Hawk. And Todd is the Director of Information Technology for many years at The Connection. You know, what's interesting, Todd, is, you know, as that is your profession – For example, when I, as a former broadcaster, when I watch television news, I'm always kind of critiquing, you know, how reporters tell their stories, what kind of pictures go with the stories and things. As you sit back, and for our listeners, I'd be interested to hear when you observe some of the communication, not necessarily at the connection, but, you know, whether how people are communicating. Do you have any tips or tricks for people that might still be using Zoom and these other communities? communication platforms that could make them more effective and do a better job? Having a really good internet connection is incredibly valuable. And I don't mean you have to pay Comcast more money most of the time. For the most part, if you call your internet company and you ask, do I have the latest you know, Wi-Fi box modem that you offer? Most people do not. And there's a significant amount of improvement with Wi-Fi technology and connection speeds that you don't even necessarily have to pay more for if you just call and ask to find out, am I using the latest technology available? Most people that I've worked with find that they get a massive improvement without actually having to spend more. Interesting. Very interesting. What about how they sit at the computer? What about the lighting? How important is that? What about the audio quality if you're trying to have an effective meeting? Is there anything people should know about that? Absolutely. If there is light behind you, that tends to be a major problem. Actually, in my office, which I'm not in very often anymore, the windows are right behind my monitors where my webcam is. And if I'm sitting there with the light behind me, my face is completely obscured. You can't actually see anything. It's actually much better if there is a light source in front of you illuminating your face rather than behind you. For audio, um, Generally, you can actually find a microphone anywhere, Amazon, Best Buy, something basic and inexpensive that will be leagues better than what's built into your laptop or computer. Those are all great tips. Just and small I, things. 
Yeah, those are those that, you know, and that's the thing. They seem small to you, but especially the one about calling your internet company and asking how old your modem is and just replacing that is huge. And like you said, you don't have to pay for it. Lisa, from your perspective as, as president and CEO of The Connection, do you find that productivity and service to clients has paid the price for any of this? I feel like we're busier now than we ever have been, actually. So I feel like productivity is higher um, I also feel I also see the need for people to wanting to reach out more and there's a lot more conversations and we've been holding a lot more many more meetings and um, either team meetings or zoom meetings you know getting together touching base with each other on how things are doing I also feel that um, the staff have had to think in a very different way with regard to how they monitor productivity with staff that are working um, working in the field, um, making sure that, um, you know, clients are being seen and things are documented. So I feel like we've had to work um, much harder. I think productivity in a lot of ways, you know, um, has increased, but I also think that it's making, it's also making, um, as a CEO, look, it's making me look at our organization and in many different ways about, you know, what is the, you know, how can staff be more productive and are they more productive um, working off-site as opposed to, you know, being in an office? Um, and I think that that varies depending on the department that we're talking about. You know, staff have seen clients face-to-face, and, you know, sometimes it's, you know, they're sitting there on their porch and, you know, staff are coming by to talk to them. But I do think that productivity uh, is something that we've been really looking at um, because we that's key, right? How are we getting things done, and are we more efficient or are we not? So it's been a real eye-opener for not only myself but my peers in the state. It's, a, it's really a topic that we talk about pretty frequently. And Todd, I want to ask you, as an expert in your field of information technology, um, what do you see, what's the next big thing? Have you thought about that? I, I am always thinking about that. <laughs> Good answer. So for the next big thing, do, do you mean maybe for business or for the average person? I just think, you know, no one really saw this coming. Um, you were prepared because you talked about you have to have part of technology and it going down in your crisis communications plan. But um, what do you see coming in, in in the near future? Do you see that looking at this as an opportunity to just expand and evolve communication virtually? Or what do you think is going to happen? I think it'll absolutely expand and evolve. I think that some of the technology that we're seeing being developed and invested in right now uh, are things like 5G technology, which is, you know, the data service for your cell phone is getting faster and more reliable than it's ever been. Um, I believe we'll see the phone companies like Verizon and T-Mobile will start competing directly with Comcast and AT&T and some of those older companies. Um, and we'll be able to have that kind of fast, reliable Internet on the go and wherever we are, which might make it even less important to have good Internet at home or good Internet in an office because you can do video conferencing with really high quality on your cell phone wherever you are. I think that's going to honestly be one of the huge developments in the next few years. Oh, that's interesting. Well, Todd, this has been a great conversation. Um, you know, Lisa, you know how fortunate you are to have such a talented IT person within your organization for as long as you have. 
um, with this kind of expertise because, you know, there's not an option. You have to either make the transition or suffer the consequences and you can't service your patients in so many of the areas um, that you do if you don't kind of zig and zag what you've done, it sounds like, very effectively. So this was an interesting conversation again. Todd, thanks again. Todd Hawk, uh, Director of Information Technology at The Connection. Uh, Todd, you are um, probably one of the most brilliant um, men that I've ever met with regard to technology and your care and concern for human services and love for technology is um, real, is stellar, and I am so grateful for you and your staff. And I just want to thank you again. And I also want to thank, of course, our listeners for joining into this week's edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.